Welcome to Wrestling Living Podcast. I'm Matt Morgan, and this is Raj, and some guy I just met. Yeah, Dennis, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. It did. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling Inc. April 24th edition of WWE Monday Night Raw. It's the go-home Raw from Kansas City right before we get to payback. Guys, I really, really thought this was a pretty entertaining uh, Monday Night Raw. It opened up with... The uh, I guess the highlight video of Braun Strowman destroying Roman Reigns that we've seen a million times, setting up the Kalisto backstage and you know dumping them in the trash. We get it, the match, the Kalisto match earlier in this evening. What did you guys think right off the top? Raj, go ahead. Uh, it, this show just didn't do much for me. It was just kind of there, and I thought for a go home show for a pay per view. Uh, I expected more. I mean, I thought the Braun Strowman stuff was cool, but that was about it. That was the only thing that I can even remember right now from the episode. Um, I uh, for me, the show as a whole, we'll get to it at the end with what what grade we give it, obviously. But it, it wasn't even in the middle for me. It was slightly in the middle of the slightly below middle of the road for me. But um, the Braun Strowman stuff in general, he's got to stop talking. <laughs> I agree. If they let him talk, it's got to be backstage. It's obvious and evident he's more comfortable backstage in pre-taped segments. So let him be backstage and be in pre-taped segments where he can look like a monster. Put him next to him, like you know, one of your midget announcers, and make him look even bigger. You know, put him on a box. Do whatever you got to do. The old Andre thing. But when you put him in the ring, he diminishes his own size with his facials. I know it sounds crazy, but his facials are just—I don't even—I don't get him. I don't understand what's in his head when he's talking but like in between his words he's making all these weird like dry mouth syndrome <laughs> it, it, it's really awkward and it takes away from his really cool i like his bassy voice i wish i had it myself because it would fit my my physique a lot better than my stupid raspy voice i have but um you know, as a giant, he's got the big giant bassy voice, and he somehow diminishes himself with these stupid facials he's making. Well, I, you know, we'll get to that when that segment comes up. Let's start off with Chris Jericho coming out to the ring for the highlight reel. He basically kind of bashes Kevin Owens a little bit. We all saw this coming and setting up his, you know, go home match. I guess that's what I'm calling it. We all know he's on his way out, but it sets up the Kevin Owens match as it starts to get pretty interesting. Out comes the Miz. I, I really thought this was an interesting and entertaining segment for myself. I, the fanboy in me, I really enjoyed the way this segment kicked off the show. Me too, because it made Miz look like a star. And our biggest fear when Miz switched over to Raw would be he'd be right back to the mid, middle of the card again, slightly below it possibly even, and go back to just being the sh guest show host guy. But he presented himself like a star, I thought, in this segment. And I thought he was... He presented himself like the biggest star of the three, quite honestly. Here, here's here's my problem with this opening segment: is you got a pay per view on Sunday. Jericho's wrestling Kevin Owens. Dean Ambrose and the Miz aren't even wrestling. Miz is doing a, a highlight reel with Finn Balor. So you got all this stuff going on in this opening segment that has nothing to do with the pay per view. So I don't care. I'm a fan of Miz, and I like seeing him be put in big positions because Raj sure would, but maybe have to do some, you know maybe tease something with Finn Balor since that's what they're doing this Sunday and then do this uh doing this Sunday Finn Balor versus Miz no they're doing uh just a Miz TV with Finn Balor right so nah, okay I can see what you're saying with that but like you would have totally complained and bitch dude if they made him look like <laughs> a mid-card guy tonight Raj and here they oh of course and they, they still kind of did 
No, in the match they did a little bit. But. Yeah, in the match. I mean, and and then he was uh, laid out at the end uh, on top of it. So that's true. Yeah, but you take the segment in what it by was itself. by yeah. itself. This was a great entertaining segment, and it was it was fun. This is kind of what I enjoyed. You know, the Miz comes out, and then Dean Ambrose comes out. It totally changes everything again. It does an Ambrose Asylum. I, I and, and know, wait, ha, has real quick, hasn't the Miz been taken out by Dean Ambrose every week so far? So far, why change that part? I don't remember that. How do you guys remember this? Man. We're nerds. <laughs> but yeah, remember the first week, uh, Miz was dressed up like John Cena, and he was like, oh, "I'm yeah, not." Yeah. And then Ambrose just gave him a DDT and walked off. And then uh, last week, I'm forgetting what happened last week, but I, I just remember like the Miz is never really uh, looking strong at the end of these things. So, can I just, it, just sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Side note, I just put two and two together why Drew Galloway is no longer doing his future shot because that's Dean Ambrose's new move, is, is Dean Ambrose's finisher. Now, with the dirty deeds, it's very similar double underhook DDT. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why he's now not doing it in the NXT. All right. There you go, folks. A little insider stuff for you. There you go. <laughs> I, I did love the shout out for Southpaw Regional Wrestling, too, in this uh, program. <laughs> There's not enough. I'd watch that show every week over Raw if I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I, I wouldn't say over Raw, but yeah, it was Yes, great. I would. Yes, you would, too. It's way better. You know, I disagree. It throws. Look, I grew up in the South. I love Southern wrestling. So this was like, it would be something I'd watch on a Saturday night on a black and white TV. You have a sad sense of humor, then, my friend. You're missing a lot of good stuff with my, with, with, with Tex, uh, whatever his last name is. Tex, what's his name? He wanted to say Tex Lassinger, but that wasn't it. Freak, I can't remember his name, but he is the most entertaining character in wrestling history for me. I pay money to see him. I, 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 I like John Cena's guy too. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the Dean Ambrose peace offering to Jericho because they get into their checkered past. I really liked how they brought that back to, hey, you know, we had some rough times together. Now we're going to try to patch it up. Here's a new jacket, sports jacket with a, the Christmas lights all around. I laughed so hard. I really did. I thought it was. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, it was. It was all right. But again, did nothing as far as setting up a pay per view this Sunday. Now, can I, now, can I just ask you guys something? Your opinion on something, guys? Don't you think that the pay per view build though is different now because it's on the network? I'm not saying it needs to be lesser than. I'm just wondering if they are so confident in like, look, it's on the network. We've got our subscribers that are coming. We would like to have more, but maybe this is a throwaway pay per view. And it was real quick. It was Tex Ferguson, uh, yeah. but uh, but you know I, that might be part of it. But uh, I think a lot of it has to do also with uh, this is kind of a throwaway pay per view because they did the the brand split and not the brand split, but the superstar shakeup. Yep. So you got matches with, you know that are that are just ending those programs and then kind of moving on. So um, so I think that's part of it too. You know. Do you- do you guys almost kind of wish they skipped this pay-per-view and moved forward and kind of started to to move forward with the brand split instead of trying to fit everything into a pay-per-view? Now, well, and I think you should tie up the loose ends, so you might as well get you know get it over with. See, I thought KO at Mania did tie up the loose end with Jericho. I didn't think they needed to keep going. No, I agree, and especially when Jericho's losing every. You know, Jericho hasn't won a singles match since like last August. And he was the U.S. champion. 
So impressive, man. So impressive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it definitely – no one thinks that Jericho is winning. So, yeah, you, you definitely no didn't have to do it. Now, is this where the WWE pulls the wool over our eyes and, and fools us? Because? This, this feels like that. Like, oh, he's leaving, but, you know, we'll give it to him at the pay-per-view, and then he'll lose it, you know, next week. Might Good. be a way to keep KO on uh, Raw now. Wouldn't that happen? Jericho would go to SmackDown. KO would go right back to Raw. No, because Jericho's oh. leaving. Right, but if Jericho won at the pay-per-view, wouldn't Just they flip up? Right, but yeah. he, he would basically be on SmackDown for one episode, and then he's gone. But it doesn't matter. The bigger right. picture is it gets KO back on Raw forever. Right, but yeah. then you really hurt your roster on SmackDown. Because, oh. you know, you know. Oh, yeah, like, done. You have no Jericho or KO. Now. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Let's move on. We have Matt Hardy versus Sheamus. I thought this was an okay match. I really, the way that Matt Hardy plays this like in between deletes, uh, I'm Matt Hardy character kind of really takes me out of this whole Hardy's coming back. And they just, they look old to me. It, it's not the same. It's almost like watching Genesis get back together after 50 years. Are you nuts? Are yes. You crazy? <laughs> Matt, I, okay, Matt O'Gree looks a little old, looks older and beaten up. Jeff is always beaten up, but doesn't look old. No, I'm Jeff sorry. does. Jeff I agree with that. Jeff looks fresh as crap, and oh. Jeff looks like a main event star every time he comes out and does anything. He does, oh. but when they come out to that old Hardy's music and everything. I, I want to smack every fan in that arena for not giving them the damn respect they deserve tonight. I was like, come on. Look, it, I, I don't think it's respect. that. I think that that nostalgia act is already starting to get stale. Again, I think you could break Jeff up as a, as a singles. I agree. I think Matt does look a little old. I think when he was doing the broken thing and he had the beard and, and the wild hair, it hit all that. Yeah. Um, and now when he's trying to do the the twenty year old Matt Hardy, it it just it, it looks kind of bad. So um, they're both stars. They just need to move away from evolve. Move away from the nineties Hardy. They could evolve. They're not shit. letting them evolve though. That's the problem here. Matt has evolved into his own made character. That is, and we loved it. Over. Right. It it, it would it would be perfect now too. But they're not. They're not. They kind of reverted. Or maybe to they this. are. Maybe, yeah, maybe you know, like trying. there's. Maybe yeah. they said like uh, apparently you know WWE wants to bring back that broken character, so maybe they're just doing the build to that, and you know this is the way. So let's let's skip to the end of this match where it, it very felt like a tad bit of a hill tended tactic here, where Jeff basically tries to check on his brother after a kick. Uh, Sheamus pushes him away. Jeff jumps on the apron, kind of has words. It it. Uh, it, it What's the word I'm looking for? I guess uh, distracts him just enough so, so uh, Sheamus can get the pin, or Sheamus got the pin, loses the match. Cesaro and Sheamus, well, Cesaro looked a little more upset over the way this ended. Did mm-hmm. you guys kind of feel, how do you feel about the end of this match? Because to me, I ho-hummed it, and then they handshook at the end, didn't like it. I, I didn't care at all. Honestly, it did not even utter an opinion out of me. That's what I thought of it. Yeah, it just felt like they did the same thing as they did last week with Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. I only watched it. You were going to talk about it tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and I was really waiting for the turn. You know, the, the the handshake, and it never came where, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus turned on the Hardys. It, it didn't come. I, I kind of would like to have seen something more happen there at the end. Do we, do we care if they turn? I mean, I don't. Yeah. It's the second week in a row they did the handshake thing. To me, it was overkill. You had to do something a tad bit different to keep it fresh. 
there's, honestly, there's the bookings thinking. The bookers think, or sorry, the writers thinking is much different. It's that because they did a singles match last night, it's its own thing. Because they did a singles match again tonight, it's its own thing again. If that was a tag match two weeks in a row where they did the handshake in a row, they wouldn't do that. But in their thinking, I'm telling you right now, because one was a singles match with Jeff and the other one last week, and they crossed them tonight and had Matt versus the other one tonight, therefore they think it's it's still driving home the same point, but in a different way because it's a singles match with different opponents. Raj, do you it feel was, like that's overkill? Sorry, Matt. I, I just think – I, I mean, I just find the whole Cesaro uh, Sheamus pairing uh, boring at this point. Um and they're they're physical guys, but um, I don't know the raw tag division. Even even with the Hardys there right now, uh, it it just feels like they're doing the same formula. Now they got the Hardys in, you know the the same formula where you have the singles matches until the tag match. And usually they do uh, the guy that's going to lose at the pay per view. They win the singles matches. I'm guessing the Hardys win this this Sunday, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, after that, go ahead. Sorry. After that, we cut to our weekly GM talking on the phone to a mystery person who we never know who it is. And he basically says, I'm going to make sure Kalisto wants to go through with the dumpster match with Braun Strowman tonight. Miz interrupts, says he has to wait a whole two minutes. Uh, basically, to make a long story short, Kurt Angle says, hey, you get yourself a tag team match. Go find a partner. If you can't find one, it's a handicap match. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, nothing more. Yeah, yeah that I, I thought Miz was good uh, here. I like the you had me waiting for two minutes, uh, but <laughs> that was uh, that was about it. I, you know, you know one thing with Kurt Angle as a babyface GM, uh, I feel like he's a lot more entertaining in this role as a heel. And uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I feel like it, he's just for someone who's so good with comedy and everything, he, he seems a little bland right now. And I wonder if uh, you know the newness of Angle and everything that he's going to get cheered anyway, but. Uh, Maybe he can use it to heel turn down the road. Even though the Boy, heel GM thing is kind of overplayed. It's done too much, I think. But I don't know how you do a GM. I almost feel like the GM is going to the way of the managers. and you, That's not needed much. Yeah. Well, well, look at it two ways. You can look at it that way for sure when it's like Teddy Long or somebody. But when it's Kurt Angle and you get an opportunity to get Kurt Angle on your television, you, you take it, even if he's the damn janitor, you get him on your TV show. Right. It, it, it definitely makes it feel like a bigger deal. but uh, He will make it work, guys. I'm telling you right now, he will make it work. I agree, though. Tonight, we wasn't his normal, funny, entertaining. He's entertaining, but not like he normally is. I know what you're saying. Yeah. We see Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher against Neville and TJ Perkins. Let me take this. That was frigging off the chain tonight. I was thinking to myself, I was going to come on the show and tell you guys, I think the tag division would be a lot better off if they made more, it all with cruiserweights. Because, mm-hmm. because Raj, in my head, I was like, Raj is always complaining how there's not enough action. These guys aren't doing enough different things, high-impact action-wise, um, during these uh, you know cruiserweight segments. Tonight, I thought they absolutely brought it. They did cool tandem moves in the bit. They might be basic tandem moves, but they did do tag team tandem moves that in the beginning that I thought were awesome that they went to commercial break with. Um, the holds weren't very long, and Austin Aries went on fire tonight in his hot tag and showed why he has charisma coming out of his you-know-what compared to everybody else in that division. But uh, Jack Gallagher, everybody, I think everybody in this match hit on all cylinders. Even what, – what's the dude's name that I really don't like that much? Uh, TJ like, Perkins? 
TJ Perkins, his selling on Jack Gallagher's friggin' forums in the beginning were, was incredible. It was such a great selling job by him. Um, and then if you watch in slow motion, watch Austin Aries dive through the ropes. Listen to the smack his forearm makes in the side of TJ Perkins' cheek. <laughs> TJ not missing a beat, just let him throw him right back in the ring. I'm telling you, that was a great tag match. And I think it killed two birds with one stone if they went that route. Yeah, I think TJ Perkins has also gotten a, 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 a what's the word? Just uh, reborn a little bit uh, since uh, aligning himself with Neville and, and turning heel. He, he yes. seems he seems a lot more comfortable. He, he his wrestling even seems better now, it even is. though he's you know he's been good before. But he just it just feels like it's clicking together now. You he, he has a spark. He just he has to get rid of that stupid music and and uh, you know re redo his outfit. I fast forwarded through his entrance. He's doing the same entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, what do you guys think about my what I'm saying though about the, the tag team action wise? That was fun to watch. That was like watching Rockers style of tag, you know, in and out, high fast paced wrestling when the baby faces were on fire. No, I agree with that. Like I thought the match itself was good. And this has been my thing with 205 Live, is I always think the matches are really good. Last week they had Aries and TJ Perkins. I thought the match was great, but the crowd was just dead. And I think as soon as you put those purple ropes on, the fans are like, okay, we can stop caring for now. And and so if you did that same tag match, which is the red ropes and not calling it the cruiserweight division, I bet you it'd be a lot hotter. Yes, let's do that. And let's put them all in the ones that you're not looking to showcase, like in Austin Aries and Neville, for instance. Don't do it with them. But everybody else put in that tag division, man. That would totally change the style of tag team wrestling altogether. It'd be faster paced. It'd be more exciting. It would make it redefine the tag division. That would be cool. You know, I, I say every time I'm on this and we in 205 comes up, if the one thing WCW got right was how they handled their cruiserweights. It was part of the show. They were intermingled with the roster. And that's just what the WWE needs to do. They just need to Stop making it their own thing. Still make it a little bit more part of the show. Have some of these guys wrestle a big guy. Have maybe a two-on-one match. You, I think mm. you just need to have more intermingling. I think once you do that, they start burying the cruiserweights, and that's what killed it last time. Is Once they put the cruiserweights with the bigger guys, the bigger guys would always squash them, and the cruiserweight division just died. Anytime they bring the cruiserweight division back, and once they start intermingling, that's the beginning of the end for the cruiserweight. Division. Can I just say one thing psychology-wise? That's why my idea of putting them in a tag division is genius, because they can hand <laughs> the moves on Sheamus all day long. Right. Yeah, no, you look at the Rockers, and they they fit in with Demolition and all these other big you know, yep. big teams because they could do the, the double-teaming moves. So I, I, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I'm with you. By the way, in case you're counting, Austin Aries and Jack ended up winning this match. So we move on. Second hour of Raw kicks off. Braun Strowman comes out and basically cuts, to me, might be the worst Braun Strowman-esque promo he could have cut. Like, Braun Strowman was extra Braun Strowman this week. He basically <laughs> says, the fans are trash, and when I throw Kalisto in, it's like throwing all you fans in. And I just kind of shook my head. Arr, that'll get you mad at me. Yeah. yeah. See, Matt, I bet you could. You, you, you know, you could do that voice too. You just got to growl. Arr, trash. <laughs> I'm scared, guys. I'm scared. I'm not lying. Freaking Neanderthal, man. Um, I just, 
he didn't do himself any favors. And here's the thing. Today's day and age of WWE is much different than when I was there. I sound like I'm some 60-year-old here, but for real, it's much different because they literally make them rehearse everything now. If you're doing an in-ring, from entrances to in-ring promos, they make him get in that ring, and everybody for that matter, and cut their promos in front of the boys and Vince and Hunter and everybody. So they saw what he was going to be doing in the middle of that ring. Oh. And to let him go out and do that, I'm shocked. Yeah. Dear WWE, please stop. Just make him grunt or something. If he just I went think, out I think Vince likes that. He wants him to be that Neanderthal. Fine. You know, do it uh, backstage, backstage, better acoustics, better um, everything. You could play with the, 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 the situation more. Put him on a box. Um, have him ping, ping pong some worker walking down the hall. Grab him by the throat pin him up against the wall while he's, cut, while he's cutting his promo the whole time. There's so many things he can do. With that. Boy, I like that. Kind of kind of like the nerd against the locker. Yeah. That would have been pretty yeah, cool. But to, to yeah, but doesn't pay him any mind. Just continues cutting the promo into the camera. <laughs> that would have been cool. I like that yeah, idea. it's funny. <laughs> well, before Kalisto comes out. Real quick, real quick. A lot of people are asking where Glenn is. Glenn is uh, at a conference tonight. He'll be back this Wednesday, and he will also ah, – I'm forgetting. If, I think he's out next week too. Next Monday, but he'll be back. Can we re- let me address this real quick. Let, let, let's, let's not get excited. Let's not exaggerate here. A lot of people did not ask where Glenn is. Uh, well, yeah, there, there are a lot of people asking. More than 20. Uh, if, if I already count these up. It's probably is it, there. I demand if by any the of way, you guys are following me on my social media, unfollow me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for the record, I'm at the same conference Glenn is, and I'm here. I just want to throw that. <laughs> what? Oh, look at yep, that. Same, Somebody wants it way more conference. where it's way harder. Hear that, Glenn? <laughs> I wouldn't say I work harder. I just was you know, less sad. My wife's not here, so I can do it. Well, yeah. Go, listen, you can't be half pregnant. Either you're going to be braggadocious or you're not. Which is it? I'm all in. I'm I'm <laughs> one <and> more. <laughs> all right. So, and by the way, was this new gear for Kalisto? <coughs> he, he almost had a very Kane-esque yeah. kind of mask. His eye was painted in. I thought that looked really good. It did. That was a really. Can, can I just say his promo? By the way, I was getting annoyed with it at first. But then toward the end, I liked it. I liked a little bit of the thing about his pride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, kind of get so, you got you got you behind him a little bit, even though yeah. you knew he was going to get murdered. But but I believe here's, him. I believed him actually. Yeah. Here's here's the only thing that took me out. Every time he has a mic, he always says "lucha" means blank. Lucha means this. That stop with that. We get it now. I know what lucha means. Okay. No, you don't. It you means a million different out. things. He gives us a new definition every week. I, <laughs> Lucha means brand new car. Lucha means it's not stuff. thrown in trash. I'm not trash. <laughs> Lucha means Glenn's not here. You know, yeah. look, stop with the Lucha thing. And that would have been a hey, great Lucha promo, things, I would have loved it. That actual term, Lucha things, was trending for a while. Because remember, there was that promo he did where he mentioned Lucha things. He does Lucha things. No, really? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got lost in his promo. He's like, yeah, and I'm going to go out there and do lucha things or something something along those lines. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this match. It was basically what you would have imagined. They teased Kalisto here and there. We all thought Braun Strowman was going to go over. I, at least I did, and I just kind of waited. And when he threw him like a rag doll across the <laughs> ring, it was aesthetically amazing. And I thought, all right, here comes the turn. turn. But they really made Kalisto look good in this match. I was, you know, as, as 
as amazing as they tried to make Braun look week in and week out, I almost kind of felt like they may have slowed it down with how well Kalisto hung in in this. And he won, which I'm not a fan of, but... Uh, I wasn't either. But uh, I feel like when you're building a monster like Braun, there should, no, no matter how big of a fluke, whatever, he should not be losing at all. And uh, especially to Kalisto, even again, even if it is a fluke. Wait, timeout. What the hell did I miss? I saw him put him in the damn dumpster and throw him off. No, that was yeah, after that he was, lost. And I saw yeah. and I saw what you're talking about. He almost pulled him in a he almost did the old uh Chris Benoit used to do this in Battle Royals with a giant. You go and charge him, he ducks out of the way and takes the guy's neck in a DDT kind of gimmick and makes his weight counterbalance and tries to take him over the top rope that way. I saw him Kalisto doing that to him, trying to get him in the dumpster. I saw the whole match. I guess I just missed the very finish. Yeah, you, you at the end, was it a drop kick? Kalisto drop kicked him, and, and Braun f- fell backwards into the dumpster, and, and that was what the, the yeah. freak are they doing? Exactly, that's what oh. I'm saying. And you're, you're building this monster, and you have Kalisto getting the win. Uh, and, and then also, don't force the fans to boo him. If they want to boo that big man, let him. If they want to cheer him, let him cheer him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like I, that either. That was so obvious, dude. We can't get any more cheers for him. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't. They want to get Roman as many cheers as they can this Sunday. That ain't happening. It it, it entertained me that a guy who can flip over an ambulance had a little bit of trouble getting the dumpster up a ramp. I don't know if you if you guys saw that, but I kind of I, I giggled a little bit on that. And plus, you could have done all that whole spot without having to have Braun lose. You could have still had him destroy Kalisto after, take the dumpster up, and then throw it off the side. So there was no reason that to have Braun lose here. Listen, I'm very proud. And- I'm very proud of how strong I am, and all, all that's great, guys. I'm like more weight room strong. That said, Braun Strowman, I'm telling you right now, is a legit strong man. So I don't see. I mean, if he's struggling with something, there's a very good reason for it. I'm, I'm, I'm calling malfunction on the wheels on the damn dumpster. Uh, yeah, I mean those dumpsters aren't light, and uh, you got a you know you got a two hundred pound man in it. So he's a freak. Yeah. So and to me, I felt like this whole thing went on about three minutes too long. Where they finally gets him up to the top of the ramp, he you know cinches it shut. Then all the you know referees and you know the jobbers come out to try to stop him, and then he pretends, oh, I'm not going to do it, and walks I back and then. Yeah, I felt like you could have just kind of had them push a couple of people away, shove it over, be done with it. I think they just kind of – they went about three minutes too long for my liking. Hmm. Yeah, and, and and he dumped it about two feet. You know, I think if uh, – They shouldn't have showed that angle. They should not have gone to that angle. You know what they should have done? They should have had a, a big drop, but then they do a, you know, a camera angle change where they could have gotten Kalisto out, and then you do like a huge, uh, a huge throw off the stage. Like it, it literally was two feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did not look impressive. Like it might have yeah. popped one of Kalisto's zits. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I was. I, I, I saw that and thought, yeah, that's as Rod said. That's an angle you don't want to show again. And they showed was, it over and over again. They, yeah, because they think they're they're slick. That was definitely not, you know, what what uh, what was it? Um, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn versus, you know, what was his name? Mick Foley and Chainsaw Charlie. That was not even mm-hmm. close. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did it legit in there too, right? Like they were they in the – But they, they were in had the, stuffing in there. Right. But still, that's uh, – Yeah, I don't want to take it. <laughs> yeah. That's like that time uh, Kane threw uh, Zack Ryder off when he was in that wheelchair. Oh, he bro. legit did it oh, off that yes. stage. I was like, man, that is brutal. 
Let's move on and talk about the latest Bray Wyatt promo we get where he basically highlights more of the burning down the house and we get some more mentions of this House of Horror match, which really feels like it's going to be a final deletion match. Is that? Am I wrong with thinking that it's going to be kind of maybe a pre-tape segment and some sort of... Did, did I miss something as to why that is? Why you think that? I, you know... It's just, they keep showing the Sane and Asylum. He keeps talking about all the rooms. To me, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the match starts off somewhere in a, in a boiler room or something. I'm cool with that. I think that's different. Cool. I'll take it. Yeah. I, it, no, they said, uh, they said on uh, Broad tonight that it will be start in the house and it ends in the ring. Oh, cool. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. I mean. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. In the ring? Yeah. Back, like in the arena? Yeah. So the, the, the house that Way Bright, wait, what's his name? Bray Wyatt lives in just trans, transfers all over the place? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, it just he lives in the arena. It's a very nice plantation. Yeah. What the hell? This whole thing is uh, just campy and goofy as hell. Uh, but I'm glad that it's almost over. But yeah, so yeah. they're going to start it. You know, it, it, it's, it sounds like it's like that Mick Foley, the Mankind Undertaker boiler room brawl where they started in the back and it ended, it ended in the ring, right? Did they ever come out for that? I don't think no. so. If my memory serves, Roddy right. Piper and Goldust did. Oh yes, they did. And that was oh, awesome. Yes, they did. Uh, over or under for how many graphics they'll play with the maggots and stuff in the middle of the I ring. I like it. This I'm the only one apparently on the show that likes it. I like it. <laughs> I like the first one or two times. Like the one after that seemed a little bit like overkill. Like well, they needed Matt, something because you... that match sucked. So at least. Uh... At least that got people popping because nothing else in that match did. Hang on, Matt. You are you are a legit badass, okay? You're big, strong. Look, you're the size of like three of me. I get it, okay? But if you're in the middle of a match and all of a sudden someone puts graphics of maggots in the ring, is that going to throw you off one bit? Um, yeah. Um, because <laughs> Come on. I've never been in a ring where that shit's happened before. <laughs> yeah, that... I want to know what those are. Mad? No. Yeah, you probably look so. down and go, "What is You're this?" Like, what the hell is going on? I mean, you wouldn't yeah. think it's real maggots, but you, I want to know why it's who's who switching switching LED lights on. Why is it happening? And I'll continue beating up my opponent eventually. <laughs> but but Randy like scurried out of the ring, and I was like, "Oh, come on, Randy." How about Randy's? Well, who cares? I was gonna say his stupid WrestleMania entrance with that like guard was it that garter snake that was going down the ring front that was horrible well, he he even talked about that and said he wasn't happy with that that entrance yeah ah. yeah he said uh, he said it looked like sperm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's about right it's a weak looking little snake yeah wow i love where this podcast is going with this week guys um speaking of changing the subject here dana brooke defeats alicia fox should we just move past that let's move please past please it. i'm begging you all right good we did that. Uh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson is joined by Samoa Joe with a backstage interview. I love this backstage interview. It, I, I thought by far this made all three of those guys legit. I really felt like, and they dropped the word butt nugget, and I'm not a big Enzo fan. <laughs> <laughs> now they, we know where Matt's humor is, butt nugget. They, they know they pull off that they pull off that high school bully thing pretty well, you know. Oh. With the nerds and the the butt nugget, uh, <laughs> Luke Gallows is pretty good at that. I, I got to ask you guys though, boy, it looked really good when they all did the uh, too sweet kiss. Could there be anything to that? I mean, we were all waiting for this bullet no, been, club or club to come together. 
Wait, who, what, you mean Luke and Carl? Luke, Carl, and Samoa Joe was in it. Um, um, they, they do it to everybody. Yeah. I liked it, guys. I, I liked it. I mean, I would like him to be the guy. I, I just, as long as, I, Samoa Joe needs to shine for me still. I'm, I need him by himself still being a stud. He seems like he's sliding a little bit. It does feel like that, too. Yeah, and, and usually that means like management's kind of doesn't see him at that level because you're not seeing him. Uh, we'll see, but he's getting beat at all the live events. Usually when they're protecting someone, they still protect him at the live events, but there's still there's still a lot of time, obviously. Faces generally always go over on live events, though, unless it's a specific heel. Or Braun, they don't do that too. Braun's a giant. It's a right, and Lesnar, they didn't do it too. So when That's they're... Thing. What's up? Yeah, yeah. So it, it, what I'm saying is they're not pushing uh, Samoa Joe's beast on level. that level. Okay. Well, let's talk about my favorite part of the show. It was the fact that Enzo said three words and was gone. That made me so happy. I think Enzo and Big Cass would be so great if they just changed it up just a little bit each week. They didn't do it again this week. As they come out, boom, Cass disappears. Out, sees, out you see is Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and start pounding on him. And, of course, Samoa Joe. I thought this was a great way to start this match. I agree. It was something. I, I, feel, like, um, I feel like with Finn, he's losing a little bit of steam every week. He's not since he came back. He's not. He's not been on track at all. Nothing with his in ring work. Yeah. Um, just. Uh, just. He's not where. He's not where they think he is as far as being over with the fans. He should be, but he's not. And I. I again say that demon character can cheat that pop. I agree. Get from him. Right, and and unless he's using it on Miz TV this Sunday. We're probably not going to see that demon character till what June is the next Raw pay per view. So I agree. I think they should have that out because that's what helps make him super special. And Did, uh, by not doing it, he just seems like another guy right now. He does. He absolutely does. Did he? Did he? Um. Did they do the twenty four seven thing on him yet? No. Uh, did they? I think it I, just came out, it. didn't it? If it didn't, it, it will soon. I checked today and I didn't see it on there. And that's my point. It's like they should have ran that damn thing right up to his re-debut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so right now he's another guy, you know, he's in, he's replacing Enzo is what he did this week. So, um, and he should be on a higher level than that, in my opinion. Well, no, that was a, uh, that, that was a very impressive six man tag minus the bullet club. Mm-hmm. No, it, you know, the only thing I didn't like was where they're like, Oh, Enzo's down. Boom. I'm much break. It was it was like right there is a commercial break. They come back, then we get the word that Finn Balor is going to replace him, which was very good. I I, I liked it. It added a little something to it. This was a good match. You know, you, you see Seth Rollins, Enzo, and Big Cass going over on Samoa, Luke, and Carl. I didn't like that part. I really kind of would like to have seen the Hills go over here, especially with you throw a third guy in who's never tagged with Seth or Big Cass. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you if you got Finn in this match, you you got to give him the win since he's uh, the big yes. star in this match. So, yes. All right, let's move on. Alexa Bliss comes out, which I want. Man, to me, she's awesome. She's the MVP week in and week out. She keeps stepping up, and the promo she cut on Bailey. Bailey comes out, and Bailey seems a little kind of doofus to me. She's like. I get what you're saying about me. Like, yeah, we all did, Bailey. 
Really, yeah. really it did not this promo did not make Bailey look good at all to me. It was Alexa Bliss was on fire. Creative has killed Bailey. I think she's just yeah. she's just floundering now. I think every week when she does that whole this has been my dream, you know, people are sick of that promo and uh and and a lot of her natural qualities that people are drawn to are not presented well. It's it, it's not it's so forced that she's very sarcastic and almost an anchorman type of way. She has a great sense of humor. They do not know how to portray that on their television show though, and it always becomes uncomfortable. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, you like just... go back to her debut when she tried to do the McFoley, you know, right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Like even that was screwed up. You know what I mean? Her right. sense of humor is very, very funny, actually. And they're just not doing a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, to me, she's right now, she's like the best friend or a bridesmaid. That would be the perfect role for her. Let her kind of maybe rehab that image she has and, and figure out her way. And you protect her. I mean, if you put her, if you switched her in, in Sasha roles right now, Bailey would be going over and protected right now. I gotta wonder if, even though they're gonna be in her hometown, if the fans go for Alexa by the end, you know, uh, over Bailey, because Alexa seems like she's got some steam on her right now. She's been a been, oh. been more entertaining. She's been a fire on the mic. Yeah, and the way she handled the what chance, you know, like that was. Uh, so many people get lost when those what chants come out, and she, uh, I thought she handled it pretty well. It, it, and I also love the way she's like, oh, we're in your hometown, and then went down that path of just belittling her. That was great. And Sasha looked good here, too. Like, she was very confident when she came out, which I think she's Sasha's getting that back. What's that? I think she has to be a heel. I mean, that's she's money as a heel. Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, and we just keep waiting for her to turn on Bailey, right? That's, you you want to hear something funny, you guys? If they, It's kind of my Roman Reigns syndrome. If they just made her a heel, they would get her over as a face. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Come out in cool cars. Talk about bragging about being the boss, doing her shtick in her entrance. Just look like a badass bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what we cheer for, and we, we get that vibe from her when she's a heel. But when she's a face, I don't get that vibe. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, she loses her character when she's a face, whereas yeah. before it was this like a, a modern-day Ric Flair type of thing, you know, as far as but like very uh, G'd up. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like MVP. We'll, right. Yeah. Let's, let's move on. Uh, this match was all right. <laughs> Nothing special. I, it did what it had to do. Alexa bells out, gets the 10 count, starts walking up. You have Bailey try to drag her back to the ring. Alexa, you know, sneaks out, go runs to the back. Bailey turns her back and then boom, Alexa bliss blindsides her. Sasha eventually makes her way up. Bliss takes off running. That's kind of how this thing ends. I've liked that too. I thought even the end was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, no, uh, another, great. another highlight to me was the interaction between Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho here at this promo where basically, you know, they're still trying to settle bygones and bygones here. Chris Jericho says, you know, you kind of still owe me money. Uh, Ambrose says, look, if we're going to be a tag team here, you got to take me off the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These two are great together. I laughed. At, this was another promo I really laughed at. And Jericho's like, him and Han, like, I'm not going to do it. And then Ambrose sways him with, look, I got you this special jacket, and I did this. Here's a pizza offering. Jericho goes, <laughs> all right, I'll take you off the list. He, you know, does his stick. 
Dean Ambrose walks away, and you see him give that, uh, you know, Chris Jericho smirk and write his name right back on the list. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ambrose and Jericho, it's too bad that Jericho's leaving because they, yeah. they have, you know, it's like him and, you know, it's like Jericho and Owens where they you, you notice something there and you notice that they have a chemistry. And, and you know, Ambrose could use a spark right now too. So, um, you know, it's, it's too bad that he's leaving because they could probably do some good stuff with him. Before we move on, Matt, let me ask you this quick question. You see Chris Jericho kind of do the same things week in and week out and it doesn't get old. How, what advice would you give Enzo and Cass to maybe do something like that to make that work? Or could they do that? They are doing something the same thing every single week. That's good. Well, well, Enzo and, well, Enzo and Cass to me feels like it's done over and over and over word for word where Chris Jericho kind of does the same thing, but it feels different, but it's, it's kind of the same exact thing. Chris Jericho, you got to remember two things. One thing here, there's a difference when you're so over like Chris Jericho. You know, he's the Madonna of pro wrestling. He keeps reinventing himself over and over. Fans appreciate the crap out of him. And he's, because he's so popular, because he's so who he is and respected by all the fans and loved, they think he's entertaining. He can get over the most ridiculous sayings, like joke sayings that I would never think would ever get over, like, you stupid idiot, for instance. <laughs> um, that's ridiculous, but it's over because he, because Chris Jericho says it. Kaz and Enzo don't have that that equity built up yet. They will, and nothing for nothing. I thought they were pretty damn over coming up from NXT and having the entire arena doing their entrance already. That's pretty damn good. That's a hell of a good start. The Rock wasn't having people doing, if you smell what The Rock is cooking right away. Right. These guys came out of the damn gun with that, with their entrance being, you know, replicated in, in, in sync with the fans. And, and you know, uh, they'll find their way. Yeah. All right. Enzo's too entertaining well, not to. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we cut to Heath Slater, Curtis Axel. And by the way, this is the most airtime it seems like Curtis Axel's gotten in five Why months. was he on that? Did I miss something? Why was he a part of that segment? He, he was in the, he's in the Marine Five. Very so, cool. Good for him, man. Yeah, him, Bo Dallas, uh, Naomi, um, oh. Maurice. Uh, who else? I think there's That's some other cool. jobber. Um, but he, he, yeah, Bo Dallas, I guess, is the main the main bad guy. Um, wow. And I heard he he does fine. That's really cool. That's something that these guys will have a feather in their cap for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? That's 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 big for them. That's cool. Yeah. So they basically do a Marine 5 panel, which gets interrupted by The Miz, basically kind of asking them to be their tag team partner. Both of them basically politely decline. Yeah. Rhino kind of walks in, offers Maurice some crackers, gets the plate slapped in his face. I mean, Can I, this is Rhino for God's sakes. Guys, that is Rhino in real life. That guy you saw with the crackers and the comedy when she slapped it out of his hands, that is Rhino 24-7. He's one of the funniest people in the world. And I remember... Just a quick side note. I met, I'll tell you who, what Rhino is and who he is. OVW, all right? I'm in, two, I think it's 2003. And Nova, I don't know if you guys remember him, Simon Dean. Yeah. He mm -hmm. was down there with me. And he was kind of like my handler, if you will. He'd kind of show me the robes of what's going on. And we'd also watch Raw in my apartment every single week. One week, Rhino was down there because of injury. And he's like, I'm going to have Rhino come over with me to watch Raw, Matt. Oh. oh, this is great. The rookie monster's coming over from ECW. The fucking, you know, this animal. You know, I was so excited because I was a huge fan of his. And he gets there. We're sitting there in the couch watching Raw. And I had a three-legged dog named Ellie. And I swear to you, a, a Rhino spent the entire two hours not watching Raw. 
and like rolling on the ground with my three-legged dog Ellie talking in like little baby doggy voices. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember looking at Nova going, Hang on, you guys are Nova. <laughs> Where's the killer? Where's the freaking rookie monster? Who's this guy? You know? And he's like, That's 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 Rhino. And um, that's who he really is. He's actually really friggin' funny. And um, I was like, if they could pan into that a little bit more, you guys would be shocked at how entertaining he can be. Besides yeah. just being the gore, gore, gore intensity guy. Yeah. And they were doing some of that with him and Heath Slater for a while before. Uh, oh, uh, I, see, I won't get to watch SmackDown. Good. That's cool to hear. Good. But, but I mean, like a year ago. They haven't done it in a while. But, uh, but yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Curtis Hawk. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess it was, yeah. yeah, when the brand split happened. It's almost been a year, and that's when he was brought back. Cool. Yep. Uh, Curtis Hawkins comes out. And by the way, I really enjoy this thing that he's doing, the Superstar Maker, uh, the Superstar Factory. Yeah. I think, you know, look, you guys understand that if a guy comes out, it doesn't matter if he gets beat, as long as he figures out something that gets over him. Yep. Curtis Hawkins, I think, found it. As long as you have something that's memorable, makes you different. Sort of, that's great. I love that they're they're not just treating it like an enhancement match is normally treated, and um, it gives them something. It gives them something, and I agree with you. I like it. He's good on the mic. And yes, he, he is. He's comfortable out there. He's very yeah. comfortable. Yes, I was just gonna say the same thing. Yep. Yep. And Paulo Cruz comes out, which apparently we're I knew that from a mile away. From a mile away, I knew it was him coming out. And what you, what set it off for you? Because they, they've been trying to get him back on Raw. And I'm like, there's nobody coming up from NXT right now. It's obviously Apollo Cruz. And as soon as that music hit, I was like, I told to my wife, I'm like, I told you. And um, nothing against him. He just didn't do anything different with him. This was their chance mm -hmm. to reinvent him, not reinvent him, but give him something different. I don't know what it is a coat, a jacket, a hood. I don't know something in his entrance to make him a little bit different. And Booker hit the nail on the head. And he, he, he didn't realize it at the time, but he said, you know, I. He's different now. He used to be a little bit too smiley. And I'm like, that's exactly what he is right now. He's yeah. still being too cheesy smiley. Right. He's got to get rid of it. Yeah. Boy, boy the crowd went crazy for him. Raj, did you know it was him? Uh, like from the, the crowd went crazy? Whoa, 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 whoa. The crowd went crazy for him? Yeah, Cruz. When Cruz came out, that I'm crowd No, that were, they were dead when he came out. Come on. I thought they – might you got to rewind. They, they, were, they rewind. got into him by the end. But even then, it, it wasn't like a loud reaction. But he, he, you could hear a pin drop when he was out there at, at the beginning. Boy, when he, I, man, okay, we'll we'll put this one on uh, instant replay. We'll go back and save this for another Monday. But you know, Curtis Hawkins, by the way, this really felt like a back and forth 50-50 match. They did not bury Curtis Hawkins in this match. Why do you keep calling him Curtis? Is that his name? Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Curtis. Matthew. Matt. You know. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Kurt uh, Hawkins. Uh, Kurt. Uh, Sorry, he, he. No, I was asking if I missed something. Honestly, no, no it was a, it was. It, I mean, it wasn't a complete squash, but it was. I mean, Apollo took most of that match. He is so friggin' dude. He's good. No, yeah. no, he's awesome. I mean, his move set with his uh, his physique and his his power. Oh, it's cool. it's crazy. He, I was telling Raj, I was telling Raj this a few weeks ago. He lifts in my gym. That dude puts up four plates on each side on incline without even warming up, like it just throws it around like nothing. He's strong. That's 405 pounds. He's strong as a friggin' moose. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what, do you know what else I feel like he can benefit from? <clears throat> What's that? DDP yoga. It's changed countless yeah. lives. 
<laughs> past, present, current rosters have benefited from it. Uh, guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho talks about it on his podcast. Mick Foley, you can try out the AJ Styles. AJ Styles, yes. Uh, listen, check out their awesome Max Pack. Uh, use it like Chris Jericho, as you said, AJ Styles, ton of other your favorite WWE superstars. Uh, for a limited time, you can get your DDP Yoga DVDs for 25%. That's 25%, guys. And plus off three months of a full access of DDP Yoga now and the app. Or, your, look, you can go digital only if you want. It's it's amazing. Just go to DDP Yoga now. Uh, you can buy it. Uh, the combo, as I said, 50% off the second one. If you have, if you're going for it, you can sign up at ddpyoga.com backslash wrestling Inc. ddpyoga.com backslash wrestling Inc. They say, if you say it three times, you remember it. That's right. ddpyoga.com backslash wrestling Inc. Did you say you get 25% off? Uh, off plus three months. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a deal. That's a good deal, actually. Yeah. As I stumble through that read, but. I think people got it. <laughs> DDP yoga, man. It's the, I mean, it's the real deal. And, you know, a lot of people have been signing up through the site. That's why they, uh, you know, they, they keep going with us and, and it's been working, you know, I'll, I'll, so many people have been talking about how, how much it's changed their lives and, and uh, just gotten them off the couch and gotten them, you know, back into getting in shape. So well, one of the biggest stereotypes that I hate, is that when they and I used to say this as a heel. So if you ever see me say this on Twitter, folks, I'm just playing a heel character at the time. If I say it again, um, if I you know fat, you know uh, Dorito eating, couch laying, you know, Mark, um, I'm playing a character. But you guys do have that horrible. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Raj? Um, people people presume something about you. Uh, like a like a stereotype or stereotype. Just... the stereotype of the internet wrestling fan is that you guys are on your couch all day or on your computers all day and not doing anything outside or athletically god forbid whatsoever and i don't agree with that i know that's not true because i've talked enough of you guys in person but the ones of you that are you know that, that aren't in home or working all day this is the exact thing perfect thing for you you know what i mean why you can do this at your own office during work it, really quickly during your lunch hour there is no excuse of where you, where you can and cannot do DDP yoga. You literally can do it anywhere. And that's what makes it different. And it also, guys, like I'm sure you don't like being called those types of names and have those types of stereotypes said about you by wrestlers when the few do reply to you guys. You know, how cool would it be to have, you know, get into a beef with one of the wrestlers on Twitter, let's say, and then have and then have one of them call you some scrawny or some fat, so, so, such and such, and you reply with a picture of yourself with a six pack app saying what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's cool to me. I I pop huge for that, honestly. Um, and, but again, you could do it anywhere. That's the bottom line here. There's no excuses. It obviously works for everybody. You know, I'm not being paid to say anything about it whatsoever. I just know it works because all my friends are using it. Yeah. And the piggyback off Matt says super quick before we go to the uh, main event here. If you're just on the fence, look, watch the resurrection resurrection of Jake the Snake. Yeah. YouTube, you can YouTube DDP Yoga and see all the success videos out there, and maybe that will be enough to push you over because at, at regular price, it's a great deal. Yeah. Going through Wrestling Inc. and to get the discounts and all the other great stuff that comes with it, you you check it out. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's wrap this up. <laughs> <Right>. angle is... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. 
Let's uh, Kurt Angle seen talking to Austin Aries where they might be teasing the 205 Live main event next week. Guys. Hey, Matt, Matt, what's going on with you over there? What are you doing? I got are you locked out. I'm trying to turn my hose off as I'm talking to you without looking. I thought you were. I think you were taking a piss or something. All right. No. I was like, wait a second. Turn off the camera. If that's what you're doing. I have my sprinkler on. <laughs> Boy, I wish Glenn would come back. <laughs> Man, um, but uh, Kurt Angle, Austin Aries teases a 205 Live main event. Do you guys feel like that could help move the 205 Live brand, or, or are you just kind of hindering? Wait, what, did I miss? That what, what was it? Uh, basically, Austin Aries pitches having 205 be the main event, and uh, Kurt Angle says, Hey, I'll think about it. And then, you know, that's kind of where they left it. He said, Let's, what do you mean, let's have 205 be the main event? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, uh, yeah, the two alive guys be the main event on um, um, you know of Raw coming up. Who are the guys? Those four? It just I don't think he really said. I didn't pay attention, but I saw, I heard him talking to Kurt Angle like, "Hey, look, it would be great to have you know me or someone that from two hundred five live main event Raw." And he's like, "I'll think about it." I think him and Neville absolutely can, depending on how they pace how they space that show out. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I just work, think work wise they can. They work wise for sure they can. I mean, I think again, you take away those purple ropes and they totally can. <laughs> yeah. I think once you add that, it just gives that just gives that stigma that this is missable this stuff. This is this is lesser than. We're watching yes, something that's exactly. lesser than right now. Yeah. Right. That's a shame because oh. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like I love watching. It's all shit I can't do. So I love watching it. Yeah. Well, after that. Kurt Angle walks by, sees the Miz, basically prods him a little bit, asking him if he's found a uh, a partner. The Drifter walks by. The Miz says it's not him. Uh, Angle wishes him well, trying to find. He goes, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> that was funny. Who Kurt said that? Uh, no, uh, Miz said Miz. that. Miz, yes, about the Drifter. <laughs> How funny would be the Drifter never makes it on TV? Uh, yeah. I'd be okay with that. No, if he just keeps walking through stuff and, like, <laughs> and just never comes to TV. I'd love that. What a sweet gig that is for him, if that's all he had to do. And I'm such a dick. I mean, like, here's a kid trying to come on Raw, and I'm saying that. That's horrible. <laughs> he gets a paycheck, so and it's getting over. So I'm saying doing to it. the point where he doesn't get on TV and just see ya. Right, yeah. yeah. That's very rude of me, sorry. Yeah, that'd be a, that would be a sweet uh, – that would be a sweet – that would be a sweet gig. <laughs> If all you do is oh, walk like around, me. you get that big paycheck. You don't have to take any bumps. <laughs> all right. Main event time, guys. Dean Ambrose, uh, Chris Jericho comes out. Miz comes out, ready to announce his partner. No one shows up. He basically says, nah, that's not going to happen, guys. Let's try this again another time. Crawls out of the ring. Boom, Kurt Angle comes out, says, hey, I warned you. Uh, if you couldn't find a partner, it's a handicap match. It's a handicap match. Miz basically, you know, wrestles 99% of this match as a handicap match. Right. Uh, tries to do the whole walk away thing. Uh, like you saw Alexa Bliss do earlier in the night. Dean Ambrose stops him, pounds him, is about to do the table spot. Boom, the lights go out, and it's Bray Wyatt standing there. I liked it. I thought Bray Wyatt coming out was a great choice for this. I knew I, I had to be Bray Wyatt, or I was thinking, who's another NXT person they could introduce right now? Um, but I did not like this. This did not feel like a main event to me. And that's horrible to say with Jericho involved, because I'll always think anything with him is a main event, usually. But there's something about this, the three of them in there. I just, I don't know. It didn't feel like main event to me. 
Yeah, I, 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 I agree. This felt like this should have been, you know, on an hour too. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I mean, the Braun Callisto thing probably should have been in the main event, but uh, oh, that's still painful. I don't. Yeah, with the I don't know what too, you do. What you said the finish was as, as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, well, yeah, I just, I just felt like again, Bray's, you know, randomly beating up these guys when he he's not in a program with them right now. Uh, maybe he will be next week, but um, you know, with Dean again, I, which damn, we don't need to see that again, but. Uh, you know. I hope that's not where they're going because they were teasing Bray and Finn, which makes sense. So yes, it did. Yeah. All right. Well, look, Bray comes out, gives a sister Abigail to Dean Ambrose. He basically beats uh, Jericho down a little bit. Tells I loved how he told the Miss get him back in the ring. So they roll him in, gives him a sister Abigail, gets the pin, and then or it was a no contest. I'm sorry, but what I loved the best was when the Miz pat him on the back and boom. He hit him with the sister Abigail, and that's how it went off the air. So obvious was going to happen. Yeah. Of course. Which is okay. Sometimes obvious is good. Yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan made the same comeback for 35 years. We all, I always pay a lot of money to go see it. You know what I mean? So sometimes <laughs> yeah. Hulking up, who cares? Sometimes it's good. But um, I, I didn't like any of this, and I love Bray Wyatt. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I just didn't like any of it. I, I, I want him to be with, more with Finn Balor. And it's just weird when you have two baby faces having a hard time against one heel who's the Miz, you know? Like, the Miz? You, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, who's the heel and who's the baby face here? You got two two baby faces having to team up and uh, beat the one guy. So, I don't know. I always think that's, that's a weird dynamic until, until Bray Wyatt got involved. Psychology-wise, you're 100% on the money. Yeah. There should be built-in sympathy for the one person, no matter how big of a dick he is. He's getting beat up by two people. You're right. And, right. Yeah. And you haven't seen anything from Bray and Finn again. You know, that was kind yes. of Bray's coming party was, you know, when Finn was there. And, you know, it's like they kind of ignored it. They put him into this. I would love to have seen him show up and do something with Finn in that six-man tag team match. Well, maybe they will next week. That would have been cool. That would have been cool for the lights to go off. Yeah, because you got he's got his match with Orton this Sunday, so get that out of the way and then get back into it. it you know, hope if, so. Yeah, but I hope All they right. drop the hocus pocus stuff from from Bray's character because the, the, those promos he's cutting just they do nothing. I've got to rewatch them again. Yeah, yeah, it, and I wish they go back. And take out all the quick clips of stuff in his uh, promos. I, to me, I think that's a tad bit overkill. We get that he's mystery and you know from the darkness and everything. Uh, to me, it takes away from his promos. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. The hocus pocus stuff has got to go. Yeah. Well, that was this week's raw leading into pay uh, leading into payback, guys. What'd you think? Six, six out of ten, a D. Yeah, I'd say a C minus. Again, I didn't think there was much in the show that was bad. I just did not care for the vast majority of it. I I probably I go about a six. I think the Jericho stuff really carried it, and Alexa yeah. Bliss carried it. Yeah, it, it saved it. Yeah. yeah, it did save it. It's still a D. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like, like, to, right. like, think this is Monday Night Raw, guys. This is supposed to be. I don't know about you guys. That second hour, you know, that, that, that last hour of Raw is supposed to be big, especially with a big main event with stars and stuff like that. And yeah. I know they're still rebuilding those. They're trying to build those stars, but they 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 have them. They just have screwed some of these people up so badly. Um, 
And again, you Braun Strowman would have been the right way to go close the show out and make it feel big, I thought. Yeah, I think I think you should have done that. Or Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe is such a forgotten match this Sunday. Like uh, they could have done more with those two. I can't yeah. wait to see that match. See, this is a throwaway pay-per-view, but that's the match as well. I, I want to see. That's gonna be a great No, match. I think it'd be great. I just think they should feature it more. They should, you know, like it was it was just a forgotten thing in that six-man tag main event, you know, that six-man tag match earlier. It was just kind of brushed oh. upon. We didn't bring it up. What'd you guys th- we all know about Seth switching his finisher? Obviously, you guys read it all online at the house. Oh, yeah. Right. You, I thought that was pretty cool tonight how they transitioned out of the pedigree. Right. I like that too. It, yeah. it, it kind I of, lo- you know, symbolized that yes. he's retiring to pedigree. Yep. Cool. Did you did you actually like the actual finisher though for him? Don't ask me that. Because uh, I like Seth. Okay. <laughs> no, I think because in real life, that'll knock you out, you know, yeah. a knee to the face. So. Yeah, it would have break your nose. It yeah. yeah, it did to John Cena. So hopefully he's uh, worked out the kinks. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, guys. This was Wrestling Inc. Podcast Monday. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Go we, real quick, we got to talk about uh, Mauro. Mauro Ronaldo, um, no longer with WWE. They, they split. Mm. So, um, Matt, I guess you probably could see that coming. Well, yeah, but then you guys threw me off with this whole fire JBL stuff you guys were talking about that I I, I don't I don't read online. I'm not because I'm cool, but because I'm a dad and I'm busy as hell. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know that was going on, um, so I thought maybe it'd go the other way. I, I hope it wasn't because I know John, um, and I've had my run-ins with John as well, you know. But at the end of the day, I still respect John. Um, yeah, he issued a statement. He said that uh, that he used to do pranks in the past, but you know, that's not what this was about. Morrow said, I had nothing to do with JBL, but it's like, come on, you know, like, uh, good for Morrow for trying to take the high road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even though on Twitter, you know, he's, he blasted JBL, uh, at least once. So, um, look how big my bicep is by the way. And they saying, God, can you guys tell? Yes, we can. Yeah, 23 yeah. is just throwing it out there. Yeah. God. I need to I need to get to work. Yeah, um, they're like fours. <laughs> but um, what, what I was going to say to you, Raj, is, and you guys, is that, like, I thought, like, when you guys were talking about the hashtag stuff with JBL, like, maybe it'd go the other way. So, um, I mean, to lose Morrow, like, like he's, he, he's the best announcer. I'm sorry. He was on both shows by far, right? He was for a while. Mm-hmm. He, I he, thought so. He got yeah. a little bit too excitable for me, but nonetheless, I, I appreciated it. Um, yeah, you, it's not I, exciting. Yeah, when they brought in Tom Phillips and they had the four man crew, I, I felt like Morrow. Um, I don't know if he could see the writing on the wall or if he was getting overproduced at that point, but he he, he changed a little. He wasn't as I as agree. good as he was before that. And really, the best he was was when it was him and Lawler. I thought they were just fantastic. And then once he got thrown in with JBL and and uh, Otunga, it just brought him down. He was the best with Daniel Bryan on that. Thriller oh yeah, Bryan. yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell it was the cruiserweight, the cruiserweight, uh, the, the cruiserweight classic. Him and Daniel Bryan were very good together. Daniel was great too. Yeah, I yeah. I wish I wish they would have stuck with that on SmackDown. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd almost rather have Daniel Bryan in that role than uh, as a general manager. He was great. You talk about all the moves, all the guys' backgrounds, because he knows everybody. He's been in the business for thirty nine thousand years. Yeah, and you believe him. everybody. Yeah, you believe that he, you believe what he's saying. Like he's not trying to sell you a bunch of goods, right? And so, yeah. 
that that's hard you can't that's not a skill you learn that's just something you either are or you aren't you know what right. I mean? he's very real yeah absolutely that's, why SmackDown, that's a big part of why that smackdown what is it talking smack is so successful people are always talking about miz and and aj and all these guys coming on and cutting world beater promos it's also daniel bryan yeah absolutely um real quick guys uh so i i Let's look. Let's look at the top three matches at uh, at, pay, at Payback this Sunday. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Who do you guys think wins? Braun Strowman. They're not beating Roman Reigns, so it's a DQ or it's some type of goofy finish. But there's no way in hell Roman Reigns gets his shoulders pinned. One, two, three. I I'm gonna disagree. I nope. think. I think they're leading up to this. You haven't seen Roman on TV. He's beat up pretty badly, and it should happen. Yeah, I think I think he's going to have his shoulder taped up, and he'll be selling the injuries. He'll get beat this time. They move to Braun and Lesnar, and then they come back to Roman, and Roman gets his win back uh, from Braun down the road. I agree. Is there something in place that says if Braun wins, he goes to Lesnar? Is there like a stipulation? No, but that's the plan. And they even teased it a couple of weeks ago when they had Lesnar and Braun Strowman right. came out. So The reason I'm asking that is because then I could throw out the DQ finish or something simple as that is Roman Reigns just goes ballistic and whips his ass with, with, with a steel chair and he looks strong but gets DQ'd and Braun moves on to yeah. Brock because he technically wins. Um, there's no way in hell. I'm, I'm going to bet you guys 10 bucks that there's no way that Roman Reigns' shoulders are pinned to the mat one, two, three. All right. I might have to take, take you up bet. on that. I'm going to take that bet. Here's why. Because some little smart ass in that creative me is going, but he just beat Undertaker. He no, I agree. I, right. I, I almost feel like they shouldn't be doing this match right now. I think they should have no. went with like Braun and someone they could beat. Uh, I don't know if Seth Rollins, you want to beat him yet, but you know, someone like yes, that. You do. Yes. Yeah. That's the perfect one. Actually, Seth can lose and be okay. Right. Or, or Dean. Um Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, Plus, you know, you do. That's a great idea because you could play off their what do you call it gimmick angle too that they used to be the the shield. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool in her story. Yeah, and then Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Oh, I think Seth gets the win on this one. I think I think <sighs> yeah, Samoa Joe. It's his first pay per view, right? It shouldn't happen. It should not happen for the record, and I do not like it. You know, I'm a huge Seth fan. Joe's my boy in real life, so I want to see Joe win. But I see Seth winning because he is fledgling. Yeah, I could see that too. But I, I hope it's Joe because he needs a he needs yes. a little momentum. And then finally, uh, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Randy. I think you got to go with Randy. Well, aren't they? Am I really this stupid? Um, are they on both different shows now? Yeah, Randy yep. on. So basically after this, Randy's the WWE champion. And so it looks like this match isn't for the title, even though it was originally oh. uh, supposed to be. So it's just a non-title House of Horrors. Um, yeah. Bray, Bray gets back his mania loss. I mean, Raw doesn't really have – who are the top heels on Raw besides like Braun? Give me some more. It's Braun and Bray, really. I was going to say, is anybody – Samoa is, Joe? I, I don't know if he's Miz. there yet, but – Miz, okay, so that's why I think Bray gets the win here. I think they're bringing Bray in hot as a as the top dog, actually. You know what they could do? They could have Jinder Mahal come and interfere and cost Randy Orton because <laughs> he. Horrible. I hope he does. Because that's what's your take on that? Jinder Mahal against Randy Orton is the next pay per view. Love it, freaking love it. <laughs> Hard work pays off. 
Hard work pays off. And to all the fans out there that are crapping on him, I, I can't believe it. No, 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 no. That is, see, I'm not crapping on that. I'm not crapping you, on no. like going from a jobber one week to the main event. Like, give him some wins first. Get you know, build him well, up a little. Well, let's let's talk about real life. If this is a real, let's say if it's a UFC fight, and you got lucky to have some some sort of fight, that if you win, you get a championship shot because you got to step in place of a guy who got injured. Let's say so you get a number one contenders match because of that. One punch knockout is all it takes. You, you have that one punch one puncher's chance out of every fight, right? Same thing should be with wrestling. It's so hokey that Whoa. why because a guy's been perceived one way, he can't pin another guy's shoulders to the mat for three seconds. Well, okay, so to, to your example, if it's some guy in the UFC that has lost every fight, and then if he suddenly right. got that title shot, no one's going to buy that pay-per-view. No, you, the match, the fight before that is what I'm saying. Oh, the fight before that is what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. They should get Ginger, Ginger Mahal a feud, like with someone like a Sami Zayn or someone, to, that he can get over, get some wins, so he's yeah. you, you get that the jobber mentality out and then move him to Orton. Cause look, I mean, we both agree. I, I have no problems with them pushing gender. I just think you, there's a, a couple steps you should do it as opposed to just throwing him in the main event from he was losing the week before. Yes. That perspective. I, I do agree with that, but because I'm such a fan of him <laughs> in this spot, I'm going to keep arguing it. And then, <laughs> can I just say something? People online keep asking me. Um, they know I, you know, I do bodybuilding contests now and things like that. And I've gotten super lean to do that, leaner than I've ever been, right? So with that, they always ask me my opinion, like, hey, you know, I could, if I took steroids, I could look like Jinder Mahal too. Let me be very clear about something. Stop making the stupid wellness test um, jokes about Jinder Mahal. Do you know how stupid you sound doing that? And here's why. You mean to tell me John Cena and all these other top stars have to take the test and pass but they're going to give the jobber, Jinder Mahal, a free pass and just let him keep taking steroids? It makes no sense whatsoever. They would put, they would let the guys like Randy and John and Top Axe take the gas. Not the jobbers, if they were going to go that route and turn a blind eye to a talent on a drug test, which they don't do. They'll never do that. It's as legit as it comes. I don't even work for them. I have no reason saying this. So every time you see that gender looking better and better, you need to give the dude props because that is 1 million percent diet and it is so hard to do on the road. I've always said that I don't think I could look the way I look now if I was on the road five days a week. I don't think I could. That's bringing Tupperware with you. That's bringing, God, that's so hard to do. I can't even explain it to you. And it's discipline. And that dude deserves so much credit for that, man. Instead of just coming in and saying, okay, I'll be a jobber for a couple of years, maybe three years. I'll leave, work some indies, and I'm done with my career. No, he said, F that. I'm going to come back and make a statement and start with my physique. God bless him, man. I, I, hey, I don't I, know the dude, but I'm proud of him. I, hey, I, I agree with that. As far as the wellness policy, there are some guys like Ryback. He had a TUE, so he he was uh, he had a, a TRT exemption, so he was allowed to be on it while he was Do you know in how WWE. small doses that is. I hope he explained how much the milligrams he was able to take was. When you're when you're taking tes- testosterone replacement therapy, you're not able to take the type of testosterone that makes you big and jacked. Like for instance. You guys, some of the fans will understand it, some of them won't. I'll give you the example right now. For testosterone, for you to get bigger, you need to take like three cc's worth every single week or every other day, depending on the type of testosterone. When you do testosterone replacement therapy just to get your, you know what, up, you're only taking like one cc a week. A very, very, very minimum amount. Not enough to become a bodybuilder off of and get muscle from. 
But what, what about like Vitor Belfort, right? He was on TRT and he looked like a, a bodybuilder. And then once he got off, you see him now and he looks like a guy. He's got a dad bod. He's dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know what he looks like now, honestly. Um, I can't speak for him, but I can speak for Ryback. Ryback has had that build. It's not steroid induced only. You and Ryback were on the uh, Tough Enough together, right? Hell no. He was on um, or different the seasons. other one. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. My season kicked his season's ass. No, I'm <laughs> can, can I ask one question? And this might yeah. be the most uneducated question. What about someone like Brock Lesnar? Didn't he like fill one in UFC, but that didn't carry over to WWE? Right? Is that? No. Am I misreading he, he, that situation? I don't think he had an exemption. No. And his was different. He wasn't taking a testosterone or a winstrol okay. or, or, or a designer steroid that actually improves your muscle. He was taking, I believe, like some sort of like masking testosterone agent. booster. He was taking a masking agent, right? Is what he, he got. Know, he got popped. Probably know better than I would. Yeah, I think he got popped for an masking know. agent. So it's the same thing that John Jones got popped for. So it's like hiding something that you would be taking. And so it had like high estrogen in it, which which I guess counter effects. Uh, no, an anti-estrogen. Anti-estrogen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was something. Something I, I'd have to read back on it again, but it was that's basically what it was. And I think it was was it two okay. tests or three tests that. I just know when I was in when I was there in WWE and and we could we weren't told we can take stuff. In fact, Jim Ross told me to get off the stuff like when I was in OVW. So I did because mm. I was the head of talent relations telling me to do it. Right. You know, and he was like, "You're 382 pounds." He's like, "You're big enough. You need to look more like an athlete." So yes, sir, and got off the stuff and started busting my ass in the gym. My point is though, other guys, I'm not gonna mention names, were on it. And um, you could tell their bodies were different back then. Look at Brock Lesnar's body back then versus Brock Lesnar's body now. You mean to tell me you think, I mean, whether he failed the test or not, he was not taking what he was taking back in the day. Not right. even not even close, come on. Well, and Brock doesn't get tested. Um, he's- You can he, tell by his body, I can tell by his body. Yeah, but also like WWE, they came out and admitted that Brock is like like a lot of the 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 special contracts, the special right. attraction people like it's not Triple included. H and like the, Rock, the Rock. They don't get they don't get tested. There's no question the Rock was on a crap load of stuff, and and God bless him, he's, he's doing doing movies. Remember what was it, Pain and Gain? He needed to be humongous for that role, and that's I think he did that right at the time he came back to to, to wrestling again. Yeah. You know. And if I was an actor and if I needed to do that for a scene or something like that, and I'm really into that, and that's my career, I would think about doing it as well. And we don't know for sure. He could have been eating 45 pounds of cod a day, but. <laughs> no, but, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my, I'm giving my wrestler's opinion. Yeah. Of, your opinion. You know, right. And also being in the bodybuilding industry now and knowing physiques enough to know what's natural and what's not. Right. You can't always tell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's crazy uh, genetics. Right. But you know, you look at The Rock when he was in his twenties in WWF, and he was kind of he's kind of pudgy guy. I wouldn't say f not fat, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't ripped. He was he was thick. Look uh, back to his University of Miami days. He's a natural six foot four, two hundred ninety ninety pounder. I bet. Yeah, and now, but now he's like shredded to a whole new level. But he does work out like a beast. So oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah. he does. And that's yeah. the thing. And, you know, I told you guys, I've taken it very early on in my career before, you know, I was told not to. And um, I'll tell you right now, it, you just don't take it and you get jacked. Right. You, like you, you still have to eat incredibly clean. You still have to work. You have to work twice as hard in the gym. Right. In order to make that stuff work properly. Yeah. You, you can't know, take it and eat a bunch of cake. No, and, and you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. But that's one of the cool things I like about bodybuilding and, being, and me being steroid free now is like I like to compete against guys that I know are on it. 
and still beat them. Like that's a huge, like, you know, feather in my cap. You know what I mean? That I was able to do that. So everybody has their own choice, but back to WWE, there is no choice for those athletes. They cannot take that stuff. And Jinder Mahal is not old enough to need TRT yet. So he is not taking any of that stuff. I know, I know for a fact, he's not, he's busting his ass get off his ass guys about trying to make these stupid wellness jokes because it's a slap in the face for all of his hard work. Well, there you go. That's uh... although I used to take it as a compliment myself when people would accuse me of being on the gas when I wasn't because I'm like, Oh damn, that means I look pretty good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And Hey, he's the, he's the talk of uh, the talk of the wrestling world right now. So, you know, good for him. And hopefully he can uh, make this, you know, uh, take full advantage of it. Yep. Uh, but all right well i think uh i think that's it for this week we man we have a bunch of stuff matt you're gonna be able to join us after payback right uh this sunday uh, yeah yes so, so we're back wednesday uh glenn will be back for that and then sunday and then monday again so uh yeah and then uh dennis's podcast with pd williams is uh dropping this week so check that out on wrestling inc make sure and that's going to be only on our podcast channel so Make sure you're subscribed. Why don't I have my own show? This is your own show. <laughs> no, you guys introduce yourselves first and me last. But what? you're the main attraction. Yeah, it's the main event. You, you go on last. <laughs> Did you think people are showing up to listen to me and Raj talk wrestling? Definitely my yes, best. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you all Wednesday. Hey guys, real Wednesday. quick to the, to the fans out there watching, I apologize. I've had to use my cell phone two weeks in a row. I'll get my laptop up and working next week. It's very unprofessional of me. I apologize to y'all. You know what? The phone almost sounds better than the. Oh, cool! Because uh, it's easier to use. Maybe you should use that because I, I feel like it sounds better than the, uh, the the your headset that you had. Sweet. This is much more comfortable out here by the pool. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right, guys. All right. Well, everyone, have have a good night, and we'll see you again on Wednesday at noon. Hey, great meeting you, buddy. Good job tonight. Thanks. Thanks.